morning, good afternoon or good evening, depending where you are. This video will be special. Special because I'm going to speak about um, one historical show, rare show. Every show is rare and every show is unique. Yes, well, that's the goal. That's what we are trying to do, all the team together, to make each show really an emotional elements and the wave of emotion, the echo of these waves will uh, stay in the memory of uh, the guests. But this show was made for the closing of uh, an amazing life of creation of fashion. Uh, not the closing of the company, but the company went to other hands and other designers. But the one who created the company, both who created the company, left. I'm talking about Monsieur Yves Saint Laurent and Pierre Berger and the show, which happened on the 22nd of January 2002, called, uh, well, the last show of Monsieur Saint Laurent, Retrospective. To speak about how it happens, I have to make a little jump ahead. Um, during uh, three or four seasons, the Maison Saint Laurent was divided in three collections with three designers. The couture shows and the couture collection was made by Monsieur Saint Laurent. The men collection was made by Eddie Sliman and the women by Albert Elbaz. I had the, the pleasure to, to be asked by the head of communication of uh, Monsieur Sliman at Saint Laurent at that time to come to produce the shows. Producing the shows doesn't mean that, that I had direct contact with Mr. Sliman. I didn't have. Uh, I was everything with uh, the communication guy, who was a, a lovely, lovely man. And uh, I had to make what uh, Mr. Sliman wanted and decided. Afterwards, when he went to Dior Arm, but that's another story, I'm going to speak about it another time, I had a direct contact with Eddie for seven years. Uh, then, for the women, Albert, after his first show, asked me to come and join his team, to think and to conceive. And uh, here we had a lot of discussion together. And one thing was the amazing way that he can make dresses who could be a day dresses and at the same time could be and night dresses depend just on accessories, but on the body of a lady, it could really match both and give an elegance. It was like a continuity of the fluid and cuts of Monsieur Salomon. So uh, I designed a, a, a show for him with a huge empty space, and on one side were the lights for the day with a very small door, a lot of light for like they were coming from. Uh, the sky from from the star arriving in this warm light and then when they walk on the other side they were going on the moonlight on the evening light which was uh, very uh, lovely but needed to have the total uh, space totally empty of all what the venue had like technique suspended we ask with the production we ask several times and the venue didn't want to take it out. 
So we had to go with Albert to see Monsieur Berger. And this is the first time I met Mr. Berger. And I explained the concept, and he loved the concept, and he said, I'm going to give a call. And I may say that I haven't seen something to resist to Monsieur Berger. So, let's say three hours after, uh, Albert give me a buzz and say, it was done. And so we've been able to make the show. I think it's due to this, that in uh, January, uh, when uh, we had to make this show, Mr. Berger has called me, I think it was around the 14th or 15th of December, 2001. And uh, received a phone call from a lady, quite a cold voice, to say, am I speaking with Mr. Dreyfus? Yes. Uh, would it be possible that you come to see Mr. Berger? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, when would you be available? Uh, not even answering. Can you come on uh, Tuesday at uh, 4? Yes, madam. Thank you. This is the address, Avenue Marceau. Bye. To go to meet Mr. Berger and to go in this iconic house to work for somebody who, in Japan, would have been a, a national treasury, was somebody who <coughs> have worked, have created so much shapes, have, in a way, revolution fashion. Who was the, and he is a reference to every designer. There is some different, there is like in fashion, like Helmut Lang, there's Monsieur Salon, there's Martin Magella, and there is Vionnet. But Monsieur Salon, a legend, but a human being, a very, very sensitive and human being, a life incredible, a, a love of uh, opera, a love of dance, a love of art, and that's why collection with Mondrian, collection with uh, Van Gogh or with Matisse, and collection with pop art, and uh, also involving artists like Le Lalan to make uh, some of the uh, of the of uh, the show involving the inspiration of Calder to make this uh, this shape undress. I mean, to to go nearby and to be able to work for you, you jump on your bike and you cross the universe for that. But I me, mean, I do. When I arrived to the meeting, I've been brought to an office which is the office of, was the office of Pierre Berger. And uh, in this office, you arrive and you see uh, sculptures of Moore, uh, and Giacometti with this portrait of Warhol. And it's pretty impressive. And then they have a sofa. But when you so sit on the sofa, the sofa is made in a way that you go very low and you can't really move up in this sofa. And then Monsieur Berger arrived, just like my hand very fast, sit down, on a stool, so I was looking at him like this, and said to me, on the 21st of 2002, January, in Bobo, that we have sponsored, and Messen, will happen the show of retrospective of Monsieur Salon. This is the budget. Uh, we're going to have uh, 380 to 390 looks. We're going to have 120 models. We'd like you to direct, design, and produce the show. 
At that moment, I didn't know it was the last show on Monsieur Salon. I thought it was a retrospective, like an anniversary, because it was the 40th birthday of, uh, of the company. So we exchanged two or three sentences because Monsieur Berger was always very, very straight. And I said, uh, Sir, I have one small condition. So there is no condition. See, the one. I would like to concentrate on the work. We have very, very few weeks. We have the v Christmas and the vacation for... So, uh, in, in the, the, the winter vacation, it's very few weeks. So, it's not impossible at all. I'm going to run after our meeting directly almost to, to the venue. You have to meet our head of communication. Say, yes, please. But my condition would be, please, don't speak about me. Don't speak that production and I are, are doing this. I don't want to have any call about it. I just want to be straightforward and to work and to be able to uh, come whenever I want in the house and uh, go to see all the archive and meet the people who knows the archive. And he said to me, I agree, if you want, I want, but you make a mistake. And he had this sentence, you need to savoir faire and faire savoir. What does that mean? That means you need to have know-how, but the know-how alone is nothing. You have to have the know-how and that you make people know you have the know-how. At that time, uh, and even now, I'm not really sure of that. I mean, to make people know, if people want to know, they can find it. It depends who are there. So basically, I went out with Mr. Berger to the office nearby, who was the office of Dominique de Roche, the head of communication. He pushed me in the office, I leave, and I sit down on a chair. Dominique said, jump, was on the phone. And then say, just one minute, called another one, asked, can you come? And so I see a lady, not very tall, uh, with uh, brown hair, quite geometric. And uh, said, this is Mrs. Mignot's. She's the head of the studio. I shake the hand, which uh, she's also an icon, um, the head of the studio for years of uh, Monsieur Salon. And so uh, we speak with uh, Dominique for how many people she want to have, uh, how she will imagine the communication around it, etc. I told her I don't want to communicate. Say, but is uh, some journalists want to call you? So please don't make them call me and call me afterwards if you want. But the goal is uh, what I still hardly believe. The goal is the, the brand. The goal is the designer. <clears throat> so I left and go to my bike, jump on it, went to the museum met the people in the museum, call the production, all have a meeting on site, take all the proportion on, understand what the volume, because I went so often in the museum, I went inside the museum, the way we're gonna, the place we're gonna make the show, but I never looked at it as it was, a place to receive uh, 700 people, um, hyper VIPs everywhere, and, uh, and to make a show there. So there is a hole, there was a big hole in the middle, and I was thinking of covering it, and uh, so if I cover, I have an emptiness, I can make some motorization. We went back to the, to, to, to the production and begin to think of uh, what should be a set, what should be inside, what should be outside. Would it be enough people to see it? How do we shoot it? Do we shoot it on video? Can we shoot it in film? Can we make film like this slow motion, um, real film, uh, even an, uh, even a, a, an eight millimeters uh, 
how could make this set for this number of dress with all the difference and evolution? How would be the group? Uh, how I can be involved inside the grouping of the models? Uh, what should be the sonography, the light? I said everything was like coming and and then I, I, I went back to have the Marceau the day after. And I sit down uh, with Dominique and uh, begin to speak about all these questions that I begin to have some of the answers. And I see that uh, there will be all the, the black tie together. The, and that there was this amazing idea, the one black tie, every collection of couture. Uh, which are also iconic elements, that the Mondrian dress will be there. And I, I see that the beginning will be really about the Mondrian dress and will be about, uh, we'll say, the, the first uh, collection that make uh, the house of Saint Laurent after he left your raise up. And what was funny, that on the evening of that, I was at uh, Asdin having a dinner, and I spoke to Asdin about it, and he said, you know that I am the one who cut and remade the Mondrian dress at that time, what I didn't know. And then each group of collection were together, uh, the one from the Ballet Russe, the one of the inspiration of uh, Morocco, the one, it was an amazing grouping of... Uh... Then I asked to Dominique, is it possible to have a a couple of meetings with uh, Monsieur and uh, Pierre, I think, because I would like to show them what where I am. And so um, the day after, I went back and I had the first meeting with them. And the show was like in three weeks. Huh? We were still in 2001. And so in a, in a small office with a small table, some painting on the wall, nothing exceptional. <laughs> and uh, Monsieur Saint Laurent was there, Pierre on my right, and Dominique in front. And I begin to show uh, what would be the set. I say, I have to work on the set which are the more minimal as possible, the more modern as possible. So I will do a very curve, like a cyclo of a photo, to make an infinite, on which I want to put, almost suspend the cassandre, and then in front of that, we need to have an arch. And uh, Monsieur said, with flowers? Because they always do flowers. They say, yes, it will be because you want it with white flowers. But it has to be very modern. And can I use my florist? And I said, for sure, sir, for sure. And so I explained that I thought that outside we shouldn't have something like the free arch in pink with a carpet. And that I said to him, if I remember, I read somewhere that you were dreaming when you were young to have your name on the opera or in the Louvre in golden letters. Would you be happy to have your name and signature also on the, on the Bobo facade, but uh, with, um, with neon, with modern things? I said, I said, don't you think we should have screen outside because 900 person, 900 guests is uh, not enough for all the, the people who want to see it, even if it's going to be uh, also transmitted on TV. And so on this screen, I would like to have a small film turning uh, before the show for the audience wait outside on this big, big, big terrace in front of Bobo, where uh, we could have uh, a lot of uh, photos of, um, of your history, of these 40 years, a lot of photos of you, all the photos of art pieces that you like, and that's why between brackets, because 
There is a Warhol portrait of Monsieur Saint-Laurent, but there is no Warhol portrait of Pierre Berger. I asked to make a fake one. But uh, so who was inside the other images? And so he was uh, very happy of that. I explained the lighting, how we imagine it. I imagine I explained the, the rhythm, how we need to have really a wave of uh, dark between each uh, strong collection, because otherwise it's impossible to really... Uh, digest uh, so many so many dresses and so many pieces and uh, that was the first meeting then I went back in the space went back on production specificity of uh, every element to have a ceiling and mirror to have and uh, uh, I was thinking of uh, to try to find a concept a fil rouge something who can all, at the same moment modernize, at the same moment create each period different. And uh, I was thinking that uh, to be able to have uh, something who makes sense, who have a content, I should work on music. I should work on research of music. But not only music, also words. And uh, so there was two persons I went to. One person uh, was Laurent Chaput. Laurent was the person living inside the, really living almost inside the office of the Marceau, of the house in Saint Laurent. He was the one in charge of every, 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 every interview, every film, every video, every sound and image. He had everything. So I went to see him and asked him, do he has interviews that I can listen from... Uh, Monsieur Saint Laurent. So he prepared to me CDs of the music that Monsieur Berger was talking about, all this classical Italian opera. And uh, after that, he said, Yes, I have some interviews like uh, the Questionnaire of Proust. Uh, I think it was uh, the, the, the TV, Dim Dum Dum, and uh, it was in 1968. I said, Can we listen to it? And I said, Yeah, I have it. And so he found and made me listen to it. Quel est votre trait principal de caractère La volonté. Votre plus grand défaut La timidité. Votre qualité préférée chez l'homme L'indulgence. Et chez les femmes La même chose. Votre personnage historique favori Mademoiselle Chanel. Où aimeriez-vous vivre Au soleil, au bord de la mer. Quel don aimeriez-vous avoir La force physique. Quel est votre peintre préféré Picasso. Quel musicien Bach et les musiciens du 19e siècle d'opéra. Quelle est votre couleur préférée Le noir. All the answers of Monsieur Salon were so amazing that I was really thinking of I want to begin the show and the first section of the show would has to be something to summarize absolutely everything. So there should be all these interviews with the models walking and the, the, the voice of Monsieur Salon was so young. That will definitely bring another echoes, another emotion. And after that, uh, I, I need to bring two songs in the timing. One should be uh, I Got No Satisfaction from the Stone, on uh, the first version, because it was also the feeling you have from Mr. Salon, who had everything and everybody and was still in a poor anguish. Uh, and uh, the second was uh, Waiting for My Man. <clears throat> from uh, the Velvet Underground with Lou Reed. So basically, 
when I was thinking of that, uh, Laurent told me, I have another one. And I, he had an interview in 1969. And there was this sentence, amazing, which was about uh, what do you want to do now? And he said, I want to leave. I want to, uh, I want to go away. And I want to come back later. And I want to see if the women are still uh, needed and wanted my dress. It was so emotional and between brackets. When, when these happened on the show, and after the show, Mr. Berger said, that I, I hate it. He hated so much that when uh, I went to the church uh, when Mr. Salahon was dead, um, he used it uh, for the music in the church. Close the bracket. This is typical Monsieur Berger. And um, so that was one side. And uh, Laurent gave me CDs. On the other side, I give a buzz to uh, a dear friend, uh, a composer, music genius, Henry Skarstruck, and uh, asked him if he could have time to come in Paris because I wanted him to be in charge of, uh, of looking to over the whole, the whole soundtrack of, uh, of, of the show. And uh, at that moment, I didn't have the, the idea yet, but it came when I was speaking with him. I said, and maybe we're going to record uh, Madame de Nove. So Henry found the time. He was working on music of uh, films and um, came in Paris from New York. He was living in New York. That's why he came. <laughs> and though uh, the day after, I wanted to have... Uh, a meeting with Dominique. So I went to see Dominique and I had this idea and I went to Dominique and begin to speak with her and say, do you think it's possible? Because I know that uh, Monsieur Saint Laurent is a very good friend of Catherine Deneuve, who's got a voice that everybody knows. Do you think it's possible to come to see uh, Madame Deneuve? Because you see, when, when there is the, the black tie, I wanted to have something very pure, again, to give a lot of modern emotion. And Couture have his tradition. On the show of Couture, the tradition is number one, numero un, number two, numero deux. And oh, at the beginning, we give them even the name of the model. And uh, here we cannot give the name of the model. You can imagine uh, the model they were. Yeah. So... I thought that because it's year by year, or season by season, but two seasons a year, we could do 1960, 1961-1961, and between the voice of the nerve saying this, we'll always make the reference to the couture, then we could have some mods of concerto but not something sad. And so I know that Mozart is not really inside Saint Laurent, but I thought he was mixing perfectly with the black tie. So uh, she said, yes, it's a, it's a good idea. And I said, can I insist? And uh, I said, what do you mean insist? Uh, can I go further? And we went very near by her. And she was like a bit afraid. I said, what do you mean, Thierry? Say, um, do you think I can record Madame Deneuve singing? So what, what do you think? I say, well, I would like to make the finale with Madame Deneuve singing the Barbara song, My Most Beautiful Story of Love is You. It's an amazing, emotional French song. 
But uh, you think it will be possible they can come and ask that to Madame de Nerve? And Dominique thought about it and said, hold on a second. I have to speak with uh, Madame Mignot. She asked Madame Mignot to come to the office. I explained to Madame Mignot. She said, hmm, we have to speak with Monsieur. And I said, no, that must be a surprise. There has to be absolutely a surprise. Monsieur Berger mustn't, Monsieur Berger knows everything. Say, yes, but he gave me carte blanche. And here I can make a surprise. If the, the finale is a problem, the finale at the end of the house with Monsieur Saint so we have to make something which is unexpected in a, in a, in a pure emotion, but a smile emotion. Not even if a, not a funny, but something light, something who love, absolute love, which is the heart of Monsieur Saint Laurent all the time. I think we need to do this, but we mustn't speak neither. We mustn't expect it. Basically, she accepted. And uh, uh, we went to a meeting with Monsieur Berger, Monsieur Salon, to whom I begin to say, "Well, this is where we are uh, for for the show. This is where we are for the set. It has the idea for the African girl." Yeah, and well, I went to all the and at the end I said, "Well, I had a. Do you think that Barbara is part of uh, the world of Monsieur Salon, or do you think this song, My Préberie Histoire d'Amour, c'est vous?" Is part of your um, word, and I remember Monsieur Salavant saying, "Yes, it's a beautiful song that I love." And Pierre Berger would, "Yes, but uh, Monsieur Salavant was very faithful, not liking the song." That said, I went out and begin to go to speak with other people working on the show to see all the dress. Imagine the number of dresses in one room. <coughs> and one of the person in charge told me there's a small story here. So what? And yesterday, Mr. Berger went down and went through all the dress and took one of the dress and said, this one mustn't go. It was a green dress. Not very special, but it was a green, beautiful green dress of couture. And 15 minutes after, Monsieur Sanahon went down the stairs. And he stayed on the stairs he looked to all the dress and he said, oh, where is my little green dress? I will regret it. And he left and went back to the office. Did somebody tell him? But the result is what? Do you think the green dress was on the show? No. Okay, let's continue this uh, longer the story. Building, pass, production, focusing light, uh, explaining to Monsieur Berger, which was always on the runway to look, come, uh, the preparation of the outside, uh, the flowers were coming on test to see the night before and then after it rebuilt on the morning to be really fresh. Everything was, uh, everything was on process. Um, everything was on process. And it began maybe yeah, building four days before, four or five days before, before we begin to build, which was on the top to leave the museum live and, and begin slowly on the floor. During that time, Henry was in Paris and uh, we were, uh, he rented a studio 
and we were waiting for Madame de Neuve. But within that time, on the moment we spoke about with Dominique, and this moment, Madame Mignot has come to, and they talk together, and they say that Monsieur would be super happy to have also Lady Sacasta. So we invited Lady Sacasta. We sent them a fire with a beautiful box, inside which they have the CD of the song with no vocals, just the music, then you have the song of uh, Barbara, then you have the uh, the score, and then you have the word. Everything was ready. Henry rented a, a studio uh, hidden somewhere in the 18th district where nobody can recognize easily. It was not a place that the car arrived and she just had one step to do to go down inside the studio. Madame de Neuve arrived with macaron for everybody. She spoke with Henry. She met the guy that Henry hired on the Mondonion. And uh, she went to sit down, take the words, and one, two, three. Wow. One time. We were just like all professional. Such an emotion. Incredible, Madame Deneuve. I mean, they're working. And I'm sure she rehearsed home several times, and maybe people would... It was incredible. Uh, well, so she made it three times, and then Casta arrived, and Madame Deneuve left and then Castel would record her and we remake it. Everything was on the box. The goal was to have a microphone under the two seats and if they feel that singing singing live, they will have to tell her tell us just before the show. And if they want to do it playback, they will uh, also tell us just before the show. Nobody would know if it was playback or real. I know what I won't say. Basically Show arrive. Show time. For the show, I organized with the production, the backstage, in a way that we had a, a, a space for her hair and makeup, and people have a special pass, special, and uh, in paper with a color and a number, and all the photographers were there. And then when they go inside the backstage itself, dressing place, then I made a, a, a cassandre in metal polymer, engraved the date, and that was a special number just for the model, the dresser, two photographers, Mr. Berger, Mr. Saint the two assistants, La Mignot, Dominique, and I. So this collector was suspended to like a collar, but it because I didn't want to have any photographer on the backstage. I didn't want to have photos of the models changing. I didn't want to have maybe uh, some dresses not as perfect. And I didn't want to have the mess. We need to have an absolutely lineup, calm, and, and, and to be able to concentrate. And they all arrive. I saw so many girls making the cross before she went out, whatever. There is two photographers. A first photographer was Alexandra Boulot. She's an amazing photographer, but she is also the daughter of Pierre Boulot. And Pierre Boulot was the first photographer who shoot the first collection of Monsieur Salaho. The second photographer was with the heating, I remember him really heating on the, on the corner, was the Disliman. Show begin. The voice of Monsieur Salaho. La volonté. After the blackout. Begin in the dark. La timidité. 
his young voice, fresh, doubt. And then the light come up, Audre Magneur Rave, the show was on. So the models were walking with the voice, no music else. And then when this theme was half, then the music of the stone arrived, then the music of the velvet arrived, and then it was done. Second, all time the music was worked with Henry to have something which was not opera, something who was really modern, really emotional. And though, which are the girls here? Oh, we have Audrey Marne, Andrew said, was Munia, Katusha, Katusha. There were Calabruni, there was Jerry Hall, amazing dress, and there was Claudia Schiffer, and a lot of others. And all that girls, I may say all that girls, were in full concentration, knowing that they had to share the love they have for Monsieur Sanon on the, on the runway. Arrived the moment of the African inspiration with the Josephine Baker <coughs> and uh, these came from the under the floor. That was the only effect, apart from some light effect, but it was the moment theatrical when they went up exactly in front where Jean-Paul Gaultier was seated. Wow. It was like, and then the famous Sarien on the so beautiful body of Madame Claudia Schiffer arrive, and when that moment that you arrive, you have this African coming up. It was a mix with, with again, emotion on emotion, but it has to build without creating sadness. What could I say else for the duration of the show? How, how, uh, on gravity that was, how the people outside well, look into the screen, <coughs> how you had applaud. Looked <coughs> like you have applaud on a musical part over dances when there's acted. How it seems short. And so arrive the moment of the black tie. You have one by one this black tie arriving with the voice of the nerve and the piano and the symphony from Mozart. It was again a no gravity, but modern. How modern! this collection was. When the finale began, I was backstage looking to a very small screen. I'm 1 meter 81, I'm uh, more than 100 kilos. I was younger, as you saw in the photos, but I was... And then Mr. Berger was uh, short. But when Mr. Berger began to hear the voice of Madame Deneuve, couldn't recognize it really from backstage. And there's a little screen where they don't really know who he was, she, he pushed me. He took Monsieur Saint Laurent and pushed him on the stage with a 60 to 70 second delay, in the sense that I would have done it at the good moment of the song. And so that's why you see Monsieur Saint Laurent arriving a little waving and suddenly recognizing someone going to and then smiling when it's the nerve and Leticia Casta side to side singing. After that, all the models went to make it, and the show was closed. Party on the last floor. When all was finished, 
I remember Monsieur Berger went to see me and say, thank you. Everybody loved it. Everybody loved the finale, but three person in the world. Who? Me. You should have told me. I say, I can't tell you. You will see. The communication will be huge. Because this is a real, sincere element. I wanted 200. Say, yes, you're right. And 200 was when the people were standing up. But if I put opera, it would have been too décalé, too historical. We have to speak to people today in their own language. And may I ask you, who are the two other one worldwide? And they'd look at me and say, I don't know what I'm going to find. And he left. <laughs> Some uh, days after, I went back to Avenue Marceau. And uh, I wanted to bring flowers to Munoz. I wanted to bring flowers to Dominique. And I crossed Monsieur Saint Laurent in the corridor. And he came to me and said, Thierry, thank you so much. And I was uh, very embarrassed. And I said, no, no, no. I, you offer me an opportunity that only one time in life, but I have a question for you. I said, please. An artist, a painter, he need a painting, he need a brush, a wall or some fabric or some paper and a, and a pen to draw. A musician, he can write his music also, his one instrument to play, then is his head he got the rest of it. Can compose this way. But you, from all your life, you need an industry and you still need to create. So what are you gonna do now? You look at me in the head like this and say, you know, Thierry, I think I'm going to die. In turn, I left. Very theatrical, but uh, I stayed like fixed on the wall. I think the dedication of the life and the happiness of the life of Monsieur Salon, even if he was very sad, very depressed, but the friendship he had with some people, this discovering of Marrakesh, all this collection was so incredibly inspired by the world and give inspiration, share inspiration to, I think, the whole fashion world. Uh, thank you so much. And in life, you would like to do now? What I would J'aimerais partir, partir pendant très longtemps, sans rien faire, tout oublier et revenir voir si j'ai toujours envie de faire des robes.